What's up? It's Adam Karenang back with another episode. I believe this is episode 16 of Novelty Voice. I'm here sitting with Drew Walker. How you doing, man? Yo, thank you for having me. How you doing, man? Good, good, good. Yes, yes, uh, yes. I'm excited uh, for you to be here. Drew and I uh, met a couple months back through one of our networking events, I mm -hmm. believe, uh, through some mutual friends. Um, got together, sat down. We have very aligned, similar vision and goals. Um, he's got a lot going on. He owns a clothing line. I'm rocking the the new hoodie yes. and the new hat. He has some Appreciate mugs that. too. Um, just did a dope uh, collaboration with Connor Holleran photo shoot downtown Indianapolis with a bunch of you know Instagram mm -hmm. uh, influencers, models, you know, just dope people here in the city. Um, so go check out that page. We're gonna dive in more to you know what courses, you know Drew's story, his vision with everything. But real quick, you know, just to give you a brief background mm -hmm. on on Novelty Voice and the new listeners as well. Basically, Novelty Voice is just a platform for creative entrepreneurs and young professionals to be heard. You know, our goal is to interview really awesome up and coming movers, doers here in the city, get to know them more on a personal level, uncover their journey, their mindset, their vision for what they're doing. Beautiful. So today Love we are going to dive in deep to your story. Um, and first, I just want to start off by asking the question, Drew, what are you all about? Well, I'm about a little bit of everything. Um, it's, it's a different of a, a package deal for me. Uh, but the main thing, I mean, everything ties back to the vision. You mm -hmm. know, we talked about it plenty of times. Um, for, for me, you know, I'm really just about uh, really about the vision, you know, clear cut of what I want to do. You know, I'm really big into motivational type of things, so to speak, just because I, you know, have my own uh, situation, I have my own vision that, that I've gone through. So, um, you know, just really just went through a lot of different things for myself to kind of like package up a vision to, you know, to be where I'm at today. For sure. I like it. Um, we'll dive into a little bit more what he was talking about of his vision and what that is. But first, I want to, you know, get the listeners a little background on you as a person. So mm -hmm. where are you from? So from Chicago, um, you know, grew up in the Windy City, from the Chicago, actually in the city. I know a lot of people say, oh, from Chicago, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but I grew up in the Chicago on the south side, uh, Bears fan. Um, but a little bit of, you know, brief history on me. Uh, came from Chicago, came to Indy. What brought me here is played football, so got a scholarship at UND University of Indianapolis. Okay. And from that point, you know, played football there for six years. I've got redshirted a couple of times, you know, one for a standard, then two uh, because I got hurt. So that kind of added me uh, another year. So finished grad school there. I've um, got a couple of degrees in business. But um, what really, you know, sparked it for me was uh, the whole evolution, of course, was uh, back in college, you know, like we, we all go there. You, you hear it's supposed to be the best time of our lives, <laughs> you know, this, this and this and that. And for me, I, I went through that phase. You know, we're, we're going out, we're hitting, the, you know, the scene. Uh, we're really just focused on a lot of different things that really aren't conducive and beneficial, you know, to us and, you know, what we want to do. So I actually got hurt uh, my sophomore year. So my redshirt freshman year, first time, you know, never been on the field, right? And uh, I had a season-ending, you know, surgery. So oh, wow. that really threw me off. And from that point, you know, really got, you know, dove in pretty deeply, you know, with the, you know, going out and, you know, kicking it with, you know, with the fellas. <laughs> and, you know, really just focusing on a lot of things that, again, weren't productive for me as an individual. So from that point, you know, I, I really just really wasn't taking advantage of the opportunity. Mm. And what I mean by that is, 
Um, I was looking at, you know, the current situation. I wasn't looking at what what it could be, right? I wasn't looking at um, the the sun, you know, uh, amongst the actual storm. Mm. And so from that point, um, something clicked for me, right? Uh, I realized, like, hey, this is a great opportunity for you. You know, you're at a, a big university. Uh, I'm going to have a big, you know, big year with football, right? I'm going to be able to get a couple of degrees here, paid by the university. Huge. So I should definitely, you know, take advantage of the opportunity. So what I did was it was my sophomore year at that point. So my red shirt, freshman year coming in. And so what I did was I really just dove deep into myself. Mm. So I started, you know, uh, looking at a lot of YouTube, right? I started studying Grant Cardone, started studying um, it's a guy named Patrick McDavid. Uh, started studying Gary Vee, really just all the top influencers that are talking about motivation, talking about uh, really getting your life on track. Mm. And from that point, I would say six months in, seven months in, I really changed you know, my total outlook. And I started reading more. Um, really started just uh, getting to know who I was as an individual. And something clicked for me. And from that point, I would say seven months later, um, I did a complete 180, mm. right? And from that point, I, I said, wow, I, I really changed, you know, my position in life. And I said, this is something that, um, that I really need to get out to, to the world because I understood exactly what my vision was. Um, I understood exactly what I wanted to do with my life. And I really had a clear understanding of who I was as an individual. So I said, uh, what would be the best way to, you know, get this, this package, which was having a vision, right? Having a plan, um, you know, applying action and staying focused throughout the journey, right? And just staying the course. Like, how can I package this deal up to, to the masses, especially the people in college, the young people, you know, between 17 and the age of 24 that don't really know who they are, yeah. that are, you know, really constantly doing the 360s in life. And so um, I, I studied French and... Uh, in um, elementary school, and I studied in high school. Okay. So went to France, did a tour of France. So was really big into the, the the actual language, and so I wanted to come up with something that was different, something that would ask make make people ask a question, mm. right? Like, oh, what is that? Right? Let me dive a little bit deeper. So you know, just like anything, any brainstorming, um, you know, took me about you know probably four or five days. Went through like a hundred different names. And I wanted something to symbolize the journey, right? Because this, this whole life is, is the journey, right? Yep. It's all about the course. It's all about the direction. And so I came up with, uh, with course. Without the E. Without the E. <laughs> so C-R-U-R-S. So for those that don't know, that means course, direction, in, in French. So mm. it's course. And uh, from that point, you know, the rest is history. Right on. I, I really like that. So it seems like you kind of had to go through some stuff in right. order to really uncover, you know, your vision, what you, who you really are. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you this. Did you grow up in like an entrepreneurial family? Did yeah. you have siblings? Um, what was that like for you in Chicago? So for me, you know, I grew up in a, a different situation where, um, you know, single mother, right. You know, I had a great support system, but I did grow up where I saw my mom, you know, uh, really just make make a, a life for us, right? Mm. So she's a lawyer here. She's a lawyer in Chicago. And I saw her I saw her grinding, um, you know, picking us up, 
you know, early in the morning dropping us off at my grandfather's place and then, you know, picking us up late, um, just going through the whole nine. And now she's in a beautiful situation. Now, you know, the whole family's doing well. So just that level of work ethic. Yep. Um, just a little quick backstory on my mom, uh, which is really cool because I never really made a lot of excuses in my life. I always, you know, took ownership. Yep. And the reason being is because, you know, she was somebody that, you know, is my biggest inspiration. So it was, you know, she's a single mom, 24 years old, basically our age at this point, uh, already has two kids. Uh, she's finishing up law school. She's in her last her last semester. She's taking 24 credit hours, working a full-time job. Uh, with two kids, right? Obviously, she had a great support system, but how does how does somebody do that? Yeah. Right? How does somebody do that and and not make any excuses? And that's something that I saw and something that I applied into my life. And uh, I really do feel like that's you know the reason why I have such a drive. So exp- answer that question for me. Like, why? How can someone do that without making any excuses? Do you think it's just that love that she had yeah. for you know her kids, or it, what? what yeah. Was that? So it's it's all about it's all about the vision and and what I just about what you're doing, what Connor's doing, what Landon's doing, uh, what Caesar's doing, what you're doing, Adam. Uh, it's all about the vision, right? Mm-hmm. So as long as the vision is pretty clear, pretty concise, uh, no matter what happens along the way, no matter what obstacles it is. You know, as long as you stay true to that vision, nothing, nothing can stop you. Mm. And I really just apply that, you know, to my life and really just being consciously aware of the situation. What was your vision when you were a kid? Were you wanting to be like an NFL player? Were yeah. you wanting to be? You know, <laughs> yeah. <like> so, <laughs> yeah, I excel, I excel really well in uh, sports, you know, football, baseball. I play a little bit of basketball, track. So I definitely wanted to be a football player. That was a dream that was sold to me. But I did find myself, you know, always finding a different way to to make money. Mm, okay. Whether that was, you know, selling some, you know, uh, cards um, through, you know, in high school, always had, you know, a job, always had income coming in. Um, for those, I'm sure you've heard of Project Project X, right? Correct. Yes. Okay. So I I like to preface this. So you know, really entrepreneurial spirit. You know, growing up in high school, was senior year. So Project X it just came out, right? Inspiration. And, yeah, so, <laughs> that, so that came out, and from that point, you know, we were in the movie theater. I was like, this is this is pretty dope. I love it. You know, it's just the vibes, like having a bunch of people. And me, I would always throw you know parties. You know, from sixth grades, eighth grades, Super Bowl parties, whatever. I will always have a lot of people over, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would always, you know, bring people into one cohesive environment. So, you know, I talked to my mom. I was like, hey, mom, um, I like to, you know, it's my birthday, right? Football is done with. You know, I just accepted the offer to UND. I'm like, hey, so I would like to, um, you know, have a party, have a birthday party. And Project X just came out. She's like, oh, okay. This is back in Chicago, right? Back in Chicago, okay. yeah. So my senior year in high school. And she's like, uh, okay, how many people are you expecting? I'm like, well, maybe maybe a couple hundred. <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll, we'll play it by ear. Uh, long story short, um, you know, it, I started a uh, – I didn't really start it, but kind of inherited a name called Foule. Okay. Okay, it was kind of like a lifestyle type of movement in high school – and next thing you know, it started gaining some traction within the Chicago community. And so anyway, uh, called it, you know, Project Foulet. Project, okay. I like that. So next thing you know, it was on Craigslist, social media, you know, Twitter, Instagram. And basically, you know, we were charging $3 a head to get in. Um, 
we basically rated out my my parents had three levels so I rated out the the first level and the basement you know got a DJ paid the DJ he was playing the playlist from Project X <laughs> right so three dollars ahead next thing you know we had about you know I would say 700 800 people that came in Jeez. so we made about three three to four grand in a matter of two hours but you weren't expecting this many but i wasn't expecting that many i wasn't expecting so how did that go down (laughs) so what happened was there were so many different people it was just you know we had a big big presence in chicago you know from playing sports uh just the different connections that we had in chicago and just to give you an idea we lived on 106 in longwood Mm -hmm. right so there's people parking from 111th in longwood to 95th and Longwood on both sides <laughs> trying to get into this party. <laughs> so cops were coming, people were getting tased. It was very literally just like the <laughs> movie, minus, you know, um, the fire. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So did that, and, you know, we that, that you know, gained a lot of light, you know, within Chicago. Um, and then from that point, did it, did a part two later in July of that year. And, you know, from that point, I, I really knew that, you know, I really loved to, the idea of, you know, having a vision and applying action towards it mm. and then also, you know, making money yeah. along the way. <laughs> Facts, yeah. <laughs> so you've always had this kind of like entrepreneurial spirit yeah. within you. And so you go to college uh, for mm. a football scholarship and then explain your, your college experience. I mean, obviously it was different with you being involved in a sport. Right. Um, but did you think that you benefited well from the academic side of college? You know, how was that experience for you? 100%. So there's, th- I mean, there's two different ways that people look at it. Some people say college is a waste of time. And then a lot of people say that it's a great transitional piece for me. I thought it was a little bit of more so it was a great transitional for me because it allowed me to, one, get closer to myself. Mm. I did feel like I was always consciously aware, but, you know, really allowed me to make that transition moving forward. But from a business aspect, um, that's what I studied. You know, Mm -hmm. I got my undergrad in business and then got my uh, master's in business. So from a strategical standpoint, it really allowed me to structurally, you know, break things down. But also, uh, my connections are great just because of the fact that, you know, you know about Alex Vitar, you know about uh, Ty Willis, you know about a lot of those guys, um, you know, Lean Dillon. And the only reason that we're sitting right here is because, you know, I knew those individuals. Yeah, true. Along the way. So, you know, the connections are... Uh, limitless in, in my eyes. Yeah, the networking aspect of it. Definitely. What, what would you say? Um, what's your thoughts on just networking in general? Networking is huge. They say what your your net worth is. Your, your net worth is your net, net worth. Your net worth. So, I do feel like that. I do feel like you know, there's definitely some knowledge that you have to have along the way, as far as you know, uh, business, the ability to sell, things of that nature. But just being personable, so mm-hmm. being able to you know have these different conversations, being able to just say hello to that person down the street or whatever the case is, because you never know. Yeah. I mean, I can't tell you so many times where um, a situation where, for instance, we both know Jay Grossnickel. Mm-hmm. You know, you know him through real estate, and you know Ty Willis. Well, that night I was like, man, I'm really not feeling that good. I don't know if I really want to go out to Ty Willis's birthday. But anyway, I went. Had a great time, met you, yep. you know, shook hands with you. Next thing you know, what, uh, a week later, we're, we're having dinner at Applebee's. Yep. And the next thing you know, you know, months later, here we are. Yeah. So it's definitely 100% about your network. 
Dude, that's huge. And that's I, it's funny looking back on just like different things that happen in life and being able to connect the dots and mm-hmm. just know that like you're in the right place at the right time with the right people, Definitely. which can literally change the direction of your life forever. 100%. Um, so, okay, you, you're in college, you're playing football, yep. um, you have this idea to start Course. Right. So I want to dive in more deep into, you know, uh, this platform of Course. Okay. Obviously, it's not just a clothing line, right? right? And so what is your vision um, behind like where you want to take this thing and, and truly like I, you gave a little uh, feedback of and um, you shared your perspective of really like what it's about the vision the journey mm-hmm. sticking to that course but right. you know for for you like what does that mean and where do you really want to take this platform mm-hmm. so for me I really just want to my whole essence behind the brand I've always been into clothing um, again back uh, back in the project Foulet days uh, I made my own T-shirts. I pressed them myself. It was something about just like the clothing and and making your own. You're making your own item. It's something that really compelled for me, and and also for myself. Like I'll, I'll look at Marshalls, look at these different places. I'm like, well, it, it cost me thirty bucks, forty bucks, a hundred bucks to get this. Well, why not spend that money and actually um, make more shirts, and then actually be able to sell those or be able to sell something positive, something that I believe in, right? Mm. And so you know, from that point. Um, this is it's just really just about a brand and um, making a, a vision known worldwide. Mm. And the reason I say that is because there's a lot of brands where I've done a lot of studies, done a lot of homework, right? I've, I've been doing this for years. And there's definitely a lot of brands, you know, like the Nikes and, um, you know, the Supremes, things of that nature that are, are having a positive message. But there's not a lot of people, not a lot of brands in the limelight that are packaging up a positive formula and sending it out to the masses. Right. There are a lot of brands that are, you know, showcasing, hey, you have money, you have wealth. Right. Um, you have, you know, like a, a, a type of status in the world. But not a lot of brands are, are really, you know, putting back that positive image of having, you know, it's OK for you to have your vision. Right. Mm. It's OK for you to have a plan. And if you just apply action to that vision and plan and stay the course and stay focused, then the world is yours. There's not a lot of uh, brands that are showcasing that type of formula. And that's mm-hmm. where I feel like, you know, course is something that I'm pushing and I'll be pushing forever. Dude, that's awesome. I was um, listening, I think it was to Tony Robbins today on a mm-hmm. YouTube video, and he was talking about, um, and it's kind of the essence of what you're saying here. He's, he talks about how you have to master the science of achievement. Yep. And what that is, there's really a formula in this science behind, you know, manifesting reality mm-hmm. and making things come true. And as long as you literally stick to that vision, I mean, things are going to adjust right. and change and you're going to, you know, it's going to be hard sometimes. But mm-hmm. as long as you stay the course and you yep. never give up, eventually you will manifest, you know, whatever that is you're kind of chasing. 100%. Um, so, you know, he touches on that and then, another side of it that you know we won't have to dive deep into um is just like the whole um, art of fulfillment so there's Mm -hmm. the science of achievement and the art of fulfillment he talks about how the uh ultimate failure in life is success without fulfillment exactly and so you know with this whole stay the course stay the vision you know with Mm -hmm. this it's like i think the most important part is while we're staying you know the course and really trying to manifest our reality and turn our dreams into reality Mm -hmm. we have to really think long term that's something that i've been kind of dealing with lately is looking at the outcome of what i want to happen 5 10 25 years from now and think to myself will that bring me fulfillment Exactly. And if it doesn't, then, you know, you might want to rethink what you're doing today. Exactly. That's a problem. Um, And so 
I mean, yeah, I don't know. We can actually touch on that a little bit. What do you think about, uh, like, you just hear all the time, you mm-hmm. know, you hear stories, I guess, of all these people that, you know, might have money or becoming successful, right. but then they're miserable. Exactly. Right? Like, what would you touch, what would you say about this? What would, what's your advice on when you are staying the course mm-hmm. and sticking to your vision, how right. do you really, you know, um, turn it into something that you'll mm-hmm. be fulfilled doing? Right. And it really just comes down to being self-aware. Um, I, I do feel like, you know, in this day and age, because social media is great, you know, with anything that's a great tool, with anything that's uh, uh, something easier for us to reach out to the masses, there are there are going to be some some negatives, so to speak, mm. you know, to yeah. that. And what those negatives are is that a lot of people are chasing things that, you know, are insignificant to self because it does come down to yourself. Right. Mm. And, you know, chasing the likes, chasing the comments, uh, views, whatever, which is great, you know, if you're using it as a tool. But if you're really tying that to your self-esteem, then that that's that's somewhere where we have a, a shaky, uh, a really a slippery slope. And that's the same with the business. You know, you can make a lot of money. You know, I know a lot of guys are making a lot of money. Um, we're in a great market where, you know, we're making great money. Uh, but it's all about the fulfillment, you know, for myself. So what I'm doing is a lot of the things that I'm doing, I'm putting back into something that really fulfills me. Like what I what I do every day, I'm very happy. I'm very grateful because I'm happy. Like every day I wake up, I'm like, yes, I get the opportunities, you know, to really chase and, and go after um, my future self, mm. if that makes sense, right? And I'm doing it for myself because if, you know, I'm chasing my vision, so me, you know, chasing that vision is propelling me to get to levels that I would have never got to if I wasn't chasing and I wasn't clear my vision. And then also it's helping me to bring the people around me and bring them up, mm-hmm. right? And I'm seeing how, how they're increasing as individuals. Now, if, I, if I'm chasing, you know, just money, right, or uh, I, I want, you know, the next lady to, to look at me or I'm just going to buy a car just to buy a car or just to say I have a lot of money, then that's where, you know, you're not chasing, you know, your own vision. You're chasing the vision of others. Mm. And that's where um, you know, no amount of money, no amount of uh, females, no amount of males, no amount of likes or, you know, uh, or abundance or fame could really you know fulfill you as an individual so it really does come down to the vision and we all we all know exactly what that is but it's really you know it's really hard to stay true to that yeah dude that's that's spot on um okay so i guess what would be you know the hardships uh, the pressures of being an entrepreneur for you so i mean the hardest thing is just staying consistent that's just with anything Ooh, yeah right it's just staying consistent and, and really, you know, like it, it's great when things go the way you want it to go, but it, it's terrible when it doesn't. And a prime example for me is uh, I, I threw a party. I told you I'm big into events. You know, I, I'm really big into taking risks, and I have no problem with that, especially if there's going to be a lesson on the other side of that. Mm-hmm. So about a year ago, yeah, it was about a year ago, about a year and a half ago, uh, it was the Indy 500 last summer or two summers ago. And, um, you know, it was my first event that I was going to throw here downtown Indianapolis. It was my first deal that I closed at a venue, you know, right by, uh, right, right across the street from Fogo to Chow mm-hmm. on Washington Street. Was this four course? This was four course, yes. Yeah. Okay. So it was going to be an Indy 500 event. Um, There's going to the most people are, you know, it's the biggest event, you know, worldwide. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of people that are going to be there. And so what I did was I was like, hey, why not capitalize off of this, right? All the individuals that are coming here. So I went with the first place that I could possibly book. It was a great, I thought it was a cool venue. From my knowledge at that point, I was going to have T-shirts, right? 
Uh, I, you know, I had two DJs. I had a lot of people that gave me their verbals to come. You know, it was pay to get in. Then obviously, it was, you know, the, the bar. And, you know, it was just going to be a great environment to, you know, showcase the brand and then also get people in one environment. Well, long story short, I was really gung-ho on it. Some people told me, hey, you probably don't want to compete with Indy 500. <laughs> but I was like, hey, people are going to be coming, you know, coming to the uh, to the event afterwards. It's later at night, so they'll be able to rally the whole nine. And long story short, it came down to the party time, and it was probably like 12 to 15 people that were there, mm. right? So I had to, throughout the entire night. Yeah, Okay. okay. 12 to 15 And you people. were expecting how many probably? I was expecting probably, you know, over 100, 150, okay. you know, because I had did an event um, about uh, six months prior, and I had over 100 people that came. Mm-hmm. But um, at long story short, I did not, you know, take into consideration the factors. So is it on the main street? What do I get out of collaborating with this specific venue, right? Um, is there any other event that's going on that night? You know, a lot of wor- where's the location, Okay, um, marketing, like so many different things that I did not take into consideration. I was, you know, focused on just the vision and capitalizing. Mm. But uh, learn a big lesson from it. What know? was that lesson? And that was the thing is it's all about your, your research. Right. It's all about, you know, collaborating. Right. It's all about what are you going to get out of this this venue right mm. do they have a, a following itself mm. right are they bringing in people consistently without you okay and then also where's the location um is there an event that's going on that night that you could possibly be competing with what would the organic reach be in conjunction to you know the marketing that you already have set and so with all that with all that you know said uh you know i was looking at myself and looking at the dj and you know i, I set up shop or I, I closed down shop and um, you know, I paid for the whole night, but I, I shut it down two hours early and mm-hmm. I bite the bullet and, and it was okay. And so I learned from that. And then, um, six months later in February, I, uh, collabed with Square Cat Vinyl. So shout out to Square Cat Vinyl and, you know, did my, uh, winter release, uh, back in February of 2018. And, uh, it was a great event. It was right there in Fountain Square. Um, uh, it was on the main strip. They already had a great following. Um, they were, you know, very kind and, you know, grateful to to put me, you know, to help me and help me to bring my brand and my vision there. I think over like 95, 100 people came there. So really just took from that lesson and um, learned from it. And I was able to excel from there. So how do you well put it this way, bro. I, I'm watching you on Instagram and I see yeah. you waking up every single day at five AM <laughs> going to the gym, putting it on your story for yeah. as long as I've known you. Yeah. How do you stay consistent with that specifically? It, it's it's really a mindset and a lot of people ask me that on a day to day basis, like what time do you wake up and you know, what time are you getting up in the morning? And I'm like, you know, I get up at four fifty, five o'clock. And it's really just about, for me, it started, uh, it really started when I, I started making that, that shift. And I've always woken up early, you know, for football yeah, and things yeah. of that nature. But when I became consciously aware, I was like, hey, we have 24 hours in a day. 24 hours in a day, right? Uh, we sleep for, you know, six to eight, you know, whatever is conducive for you as an individual. And if, you know, and so from that point, we have about 15 to 16 to 17 hours of for us to actually, you know, max out our day. So, you know, from that point, I, I just became very grateful for the opportunity, right? So that each day that you get up, like, 
you know, I'm I'm very grateful for that, mm. right? I'm very grateful for that opportunity. So I said, hey, instead of me waking up just on time to get to work or just on time to get to the gym or just on time to get to wherever you need to be, why not wake up a little bit earlier? And so uh, I started meditating three years ago. Mm-hmm. I've been meditating ever since every single morning, five to ten minutes every single morning, get up at five, and it just became a habit, mm. just like anything else, just like developing a new muscle, developing a new habit it just became a habit and it became you know part of my dna so two questions with that um the first one being so do you even if you go to bed late like do you still wake up is it do you go to bed consistently at a certain time every single night no it's never really consistently sometimes I'll, i'll go to sleep super late but then some some days i may go to sleep really early really just depends on you know how my day goes but uh, my work week is Monday through Saturday. Okay. So, you know, Sunday is my time to just chill and, you know, sleep in, quote unquote, which is probably like seven, eight o'clock. <laughs> my, my body's used to getting up so early. But, you know, Monday through Saturday, you know, you want to get to the point where you're putting in so much work. Some days I do forget, like, oh, my, wow, it's already Friday. Wow, it's already Sunday. And then, you know, when it's time to, you know, take a chill and, you know, take a chill pill, uh, chill with a lady, whatever, you know whatever floats your boat um and it's well deserved Mm. you know what i mean so i just try to do the best that to max out each hour each minute of my day and and it works for me because i just feel like me i'm not really comparing myself to others but i am i'm i've already by the time you wake up i've already put you know two or three hours in yeah and that's motivating within itself for you probably definitely and uh, I can't remember the guy. What's the guy's name? Um, the Max Out guy. What's his name? Max Out guy. Max Out guy. You were just at the Ten X conference. Uh, um, Max. Max, Max out. out. Max out your life. Like oh, he, like Grant Cardone. Yeah. Is that who you're talking about? No, not Grant Cardone. It's another guy. I listen to him every day. Mm, he, he's the Max. He's the Max Out guy. You're gonna. Oh this is man. Gonna oh, who's the guy? Oh wow. I think um, you would, I think you know exactly what I'm talking about. Max out guy. Yeah. Cuz Grant Grant is 10x and Give me that something else besides the max out guy. Um yeah. He's the Ty Lopez? No, no, no. Jesse Yetzler. Ed Milet. Ed Milet. He wasn't there. He wasn't at the 10x? No, he wasn't there. But okay. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I study Ed Milet. He's, you know, part of the you know, again, part of, you know, the 10X crew with the Grant Cardone. And he really, he really uh, prefaced something that I was doing subconsciously, which is he, instead of one day, he makes it, you know, he makes his, his days six hours. Mm. So essentially, you know, what somebody gets done in the day or in a whole calendar, he gets done in six hours, right? So he'll go hard for six hours, take his little break, and then go hard another six hours, and then another six hours, whatever the case is. So what you've done, you've actually done three days in one, okay. or two days in one, however you want to break it down. So essentially, you're getting a lot further than you know somebody that's you know doing something in uh, one week. Somebody's work you've done in a week, and you're doing it in a day. Wait, so explain this then. So he's doing things in six-hour blocks, and so right. he basically works for six hours, takes like an hour or two break, and then yeah. works for six hours, and mm-hmm. it's like around the clock just constantly? Yeah, so, I mean, he'll have, his, he'll have his sleep. I don't know exactly his sleep session, but essentially what he's doing is he's getting double the work done that you would get done in a day. He's doing it, he's doing it pretty much double in a day. So mm-hmm. he has like two, two individual days in one day. Gotcha. Uh, that makes sense powerful okay yeah. i like that um well, who would you say some of your biggest mentors are so for me it's uh one is definitely my mom 
Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom, my grandfather, they really set the foundation for me as a as an individual, right? Set the my morals, my values, hard work, dedication, uh, really just being open minded, letting me know that you know they really instilled in me that I can do whatever I set my mind to. Mm. And then from that point, it's really just you know who I consume on a day to day basis. So the Ed Milets, the Grant Cardones, the uh, um, the Steve Jobs, right? Um, really just all the influencers. Um, you know, worldwide right now. What do you think that uh, the importance of consuming these these people's content on a day-to-day basis, what's the importance of that to you? Uh, for me, it's just reaffirming, you know, what you already know. So mm-hmm. a lot of people know exactly what to do, but it's kind of reaffirming it because what you think about is going to be your reality. Mm. So the same as a song, right? The same as, you know, a good song, the bad song. Um, you are, you know, what you ingest on a day-to-day basis. I like that. And so out of, okay, out of all the, I guess you could call them online mentors, mm-hmm. who is your, who's your favorite? Who do you consume the most? I would say uh, it's a toss up between uh, Grant Cardone and Gary V. Okay. And uh, the reason I say that is Gary V is, uh, the, you know, a lot of people say he's commercialized, whatever the case is, but I really do feel like he, he stays true to himself. He doesn't really care about what others think. And he's really just all about the, the long game. Uh, Grant Cardone is very structural. Yep. Uh, I'm really big into real estate, as you are. Mm-hmm. So he gives me no- a lot of knowledge in that, just about maxing, you know, just 10xing and maxing out your goals and your potential. I like it. And so going off that 10x, a question for you is, what's 10 times your current goal or your long-term vision? Something crazy to think about that possibly mm-hmm. seems unattainable. So that's the main thing about a goal is really just chasing something that'll never happen, that you're not actually able to fulfill in this lifetime, mm-hmm. right? That's what's really going to keep you going, something that's endless. So I have written down, because again, seeing is believing. So yep. I, have, I always write down my goals. But one of the biggest things that I have uh, written down is to have the biggest brand in the world with the most positive influence. And with the success, I will help others. Love it. Love it. And so who would be some of your biggest inspirations? As far as just individuals? Individuals uh, that, I mean, uh, probably some of your mentors that you've touched on. But is there anyone specific that looking back on your life that you've met um, along your journey and you're like, that person inspired me. That person mm. changed the whole entire course of my life. Oh, that's that's really that's that's really difficult. I would have to say number one that comes to my mind is definitely my mom. Mm-hmm. You know, just you know, based upon uh, you know what she's endured in her life and uh, the type of knowledge that she always instills in me. It's like every conversation I have with her is always new knowledge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also, really, just uh, I would say, just the Gary V's and the Grant Cardones. Like it's very cool to see somebody, uh, especially Gr- Gary V and Grant Cardone, that's actually running a legitimate business yeah. and it's thriving as well as, you know, showcasing that to the world. So definitely shout out to Gary Vee and Greg Cardone. Definitely. They've def- they've changed my life. Um, you know, I remember when I first stumbled upon Gary Vee, I was like, who is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> um, but right. then I started consuming more of his content. I was like, holy shit, this dude's the real deal. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, and, it, yeah, he definitely lit a fire under my ass to mm-hmm. just go out there and take action. So, right. yeah, shout out to Gary. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, and he's also honestly a big reason why we're sitting here on this podcast right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, what would be your definition of success? Um, fulfilling your vision, mm. definitely fulfilling your vision. And so, then, what kind of impact do you want to make on this world? Um, uh, again, I, I want to have the biggest brand in the world with the most positive influence. Mm. That that's what I'm looking to do. 
is is to get people to fulfill their vision and stay true to that. I love that. I love that. Um, So before I ask some of the last questions here, where can people find you? So you can, on all social media platforms, it's course underscore, course underscore. And then uh, website is courseinc.com. Cool. And then um, you want to kind of say something about this new drop? Yeah. Uh, So I just came out with um, the course winner 2019. So you can check that out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn. So really the vision behind this is stay in the course, right? That's the slogan. Um, and it's really just about, you know, staying true to your vision. So you can check that out. I have um, a dad hats, okay, it has the Stitch logo, a uh, course on the back. And then we have the hoodies that has the uh, the logo, the, the new embedded logo right there on the front with the course patch on the side and then stay the course right on the back. And then also if you are big into drinking any coffee, then I have the coffee mugs as well. Perfect. Yeah, this is a super comfortable hoodie. So definitely go check out the site. Copy one. Um, definitely worth it. But my uh, last question here before we get out of here. Mm. So let's say that your vision that you have for your life right now, everything mm. comes true. Yep. And you're at the end of your life and you've built the biggest brand that has the most positive impact on the mm. whole entire world. You've become this somewhat of a guru who has literally changed the course of the whole world, right? Okay. And uh, all the information that you've compiled and all the information that you've put out there into the world, it literally just disappears. It's wiped off the face of the earth. Mm -hmm. And you have one lesson to leave with your children, your grandchildren, your family, the closest ones to you. What would be that one lesson? Stay true to self. Stay true to self. Right on. I love it. You heard it here. Uh, Another episode of Novelty Voice. I'm here with uh, Drew Walker, 120 Collective. It's Adam Carandang signing off.